0: Hey everyone and welcome to Boku no X anime. This is your prestige X-Men podcast, podcast. We talk about the 2011 G4 tech TV madhouse co-production of Marvel's anime X-Men. Uh, I am of course your host Zachary Jenkins and with me as always is Luz Bianca. Luz Bianca, how are you doing today?
1: Zachary Jenkins, I am very sick still.
0: Yeah, we're both under the weather, and only one of us has a fully standard working microphone, which is a blast.
1: Yeah, I, I broke mine, but it was honestly on its way out.
0: <laughs> it's what it honestly. is. We, we are a preser- or persevering here. We are here to talk about the third episode in the X-Men anime. It's called Armor. Yep. And here's the thing, Lou's. What? I think this was the best one so far.
1: Me too. Honestly, it felt it felt much tighter.
0: It did. Uh and I think the biggest uh f- factor in that is the introduction of a couple new characters starting off with Emma Frost. Emma Grace Frost is here.
1: She's here, baby. <laughs> uh they
0: they they sit around her uh not corpse but you know, sleeping frozen body. Like exp- an alien. Yeah. Like an alien. They call her Sleeping Beauty, and Cyclops says, Well, actually, Emma was there on the day that Jean went Phoenix. And Wolverine's like, good enough for me. I wanna murder her now.
1: And then Psych's like, No, I wanna murder her. And I wanna do it while it's while she's awake. So it's fair.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. They all have this fight about whether they should murder Emma based on Scott on a day that was rough for him. Yeah. Uh, Saying, I think she was there, so she probably made Jean kill herself, so we should murder her. And that's not a good look for anyone.
1: Many, many logical leaps right there.
0: Uh, At least Storm and Beast are like, y'all are dumb. Let's just wake her up and talk to her.
1: No, I'm pretty sure Storm's like, we should kill her, but while she's awake.
0: You know, this may be a subs versus dubs thing.
1: Oh, really? Really? It
0: it might, they may have translated that different, because I don't recall when I watched the episode last night. Folks, if you're watching the episodes in both English and Japanese, please let us know who's right, because we are not going to return to this. No. (laughs) Uh... We then move to the layer of Sublime and his friend, his stuck-in-a-wall friend. And, lose. did you jump for joy when you found out this guy's name?
1: Okay, I think there is actually a difference in the translations here, because i watched it twice, and the only name I got was Doctor. I was like, what? He's got to oh. have a name.
0: Are you so serious? So tell me now
1: and let me jump for joy now.
0: Uh, you may not, that's wild, and makes this even more wild, because uh, in English, his name is Kick.
1: Oh, no, So you're kidding.
0: No, his name's Kick, like the mutant drug.
1: Like the mutant drug that is actually sublime, yes.
0: Yeah, the, the, the mutant vape that's actually sublime, a different character on the show. Wow. Uh, for those of you who don't know, yeah, that's that's what that's what Kick is, uh, and now he's a half robot man. It's
1: like a mutant vape slash inhaler that makes you powerful, but it's also a living bacteria, which is sublime.
0: Grant Morrison's wild, and it's weird what they pull from his run to put into this television program.
1: I mean, it feels like they're just taking names right now.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. Like, they're
1: like Grant, the kids like Grant Morrison. Let's just use some of his names.
0: I'll tell you, though, it's a little refreshing for me to see, like, the touch points of this be what Grant Morrison did instead of uh, what Claremont did. Just not, not better or worse, but different, which is fun. Yeah,
1: it's a different flavor, you know? Their minds, they taste different
0: absolutely uh so they they uh the x-men still talk to emma cuz they wake her up uh and she talks about how she was in the inner circle uh which is weird that no adaptation of x-men will just say the words hellfire club
1: yeah like, like why not i feel like no one else has a copyright on that
0: like disney the 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 corporation disney put out a movie where there's a song hellfire and that movie was for children so i feel like we're allowed to say the words hellfire
1: oh see we're coming at it from different angles like yours was like they don't want to say hell and mine was like they they just think it's going to be confusing because of some other property but i can't think of another property
0: it's weird it's weird i know that's the reason why they didn't call it the hellfire club in the 1992 x-men uh, animated series ah Was not to say the word hell, Uh, but I don't know why they would continue to do that on this adult-oriented show. I say adult, teen-oriented show in 2011.
1: Maybe they just, like, don't want us to think about the historical Hellfire Club, which apparently had a lot of orgies back in the day.
0: Just like the X-Men's Hellfire Club.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, speaking of orgies, Emma couldn't be who Mastermind wanted her to be, so she left the inner circle. Now, Mastermind's an interesting name. It is. Uh, Luz, what's what's Mastermind have in relation to this other overall plot that you may be privy to as someone who likes Jean Grey?
1: Mastermind's deal is he was one of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants' member, founding members. He his whole thing is that like he can sort of like mess with your mind and project these mental images that aren't true so he uses that to try when he's a member of the hellfire club to like bring jean gray to the dark side and manipulate her but it backfires in his and everyone else's face because she goes dark phoenix and then he manipulates maddie later
0: so you're saying that he could make someone see something or someone that wasn't there for his own nefarious ends I am. Uh, huh. Huh. I huh. wonder if that's going to come up later.
1: Oh, it. I, if it doesn't, I'm going to be mad.
0: Anyway, Emma uh, wakes up Hisako, the little lost girl. Uh, and Hisako runs over and hugs her and is so happy to finally see Emma because Emma, who's dressed in something that I think is uh, school, school mistress chic, uh, is... Is that There's right? a lot of
1: cleavage for sure.
0: There's a lot of cleavage, and I don't know if that's an Emma Frost thing or an anime thing, but boys. I it's mean, a I love. think
1: I think the cleavage is an Emma Frost thing, but I think some of the ways it's framed is definitely either an anime thing or just a animated program they think boys will watch thing.
0: Look, you're not wrong. Uh, but what I do like about Emma here is the emphasis on Emma's relationship to Hisako as a school teacher that's an aspect of emma that never gets touched on outside of comics and i love seeing it here
1: yeah mama bear emma is real real good my only complaint was actually that i felt like they didn't make her like mean enough at the beginning when she's talking to the x-men like she's very patient with them and i'm like come on they're a little snarky whatever
0: yeah she's not cold in all of the ways that we're used to emma being but i think with how poor some of the representations of emma in other media have been i'm fine with them airing all the way the other way of hey emma's just a really nice school mom
1: i mean i wouldn't go as far as saying really nice but she's nice
0: so, we find out that Emma came to Japan to search for Armor because she disappeared. Uh that's Hisako. She's going to be called Armor later. That's where the name of this episode comes from. Spoiler alert. Uh Anyway, uh Wolverine then says he really wishes he would have killed Emma, which is weird because she's been nothing but nice and patient to these guys. Yeah. Uh then the Men attack and there was something oh, I picked I up on. Oh, Can yes. I just say? Can I just
1: say? I was watching this episode when I realized, and I hate that this takes me forever to realize, I realized that human is a pun on human. I was like, oh, oh, like I had a full-on galaxy brain moment. Lose? Yeah?
0: Do you know how many times I've read Grant Morrison's seminal new X-Men?
1: Like five.
0: Probably about right enough uh yeah so i guess you men is a pun on human isn't it it
1: is like because i cause I, because i remember when i first read i was like why are they the you men is there an ursula leading them
0: oh my gosh oh grant grant you wild I love child you, grant. anyway they attack with their bad pun name and the show decides to sideline all of the female characters for this fight. And, like, goes out of its way to say, women, go hide over there.
1: I mean, there's, like, a plot reason for it, but I was, like, actually very annoyed by it. Like, they're like, Storm, you're exhausted from the earlier fight. Go in that corner. And Hisako and Emma can't fight, presumably, because they've been, like, dose whistling that's taking away their powers, but...
0: Right, and that, that's explicit later, but it it's weird that, like, they go out of their way to give all of these women a reason not to fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, come on, she's Storm, she can do anything.
0: And frankly, the fight's not very good. Uh, it's not. There is a moment where Emma, you know, does say, hey, I, uh, you know, I don't want to be on the sideline, but... I will send you into battle armor because you're going to have to deal with this someday.
1: Yeah, and that's just... I don't know how I felt about that. Like, she kind of said, like, you need to wake up to reality, I think is the line in the English translation for the Japanese. And I was like, since when has she been running away from reality? This is just all new to her.
0: Yeah, she, she just woke up from a really bad nap. Exactly.
1: Like, you wake up from a nap, you're 12... Your, your, your English teacher hands you an axe and you're like, huh. And she's like, no, you need to wake up from reality.
0: That feels like a very, very, like, JRPG anime trope thing, though. Like, I think it's unintentional here, but I get it.
1: Yeah, and also I guess it just does fit in thematically with how the X-Men tra- tra- generally view children as, like, their little paramilitary soldiers.
0: There's a bit of that, yes. Uh, Hisako does not want to fight. Uh, And the show doesn't want to show the rest of the fight because it moves on over to whatever Xavier's doing.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. We once again are reminded of that little kid vision. He's like, why is this boy here? And then you also see the back of a woman's head. She's, well, I assume it's a woman, longer hair. Mm Mm-hmm. She's blonde, but not Emma Blonde, so I'm assuming this is a new character who we are yet to meet.
0: In the English version of this, uh, Xavier does close this scene by saying, does this have something to do with Yui? Yui? I assume assume the woman's Yui.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, because in the Japanese, he's just like, could it be? Could it be? And I'm like, could it be what? Finish your sentence, man.
0: Yeah, he just says yui and i'm like that's a name that's not a he's he's not turning his car around in the middle of an intersection
1: <laughs> he's not referring to the yui men
0: nope nope he's not uh anyway speaking of the yui men the x-men do escape their good fight with them and kick the doctor uh mr robot boy is not happy about it
1: oh yeah and then he just comes after them like they start shouting during the fight, organs. Was that in the English?
0: Uh, I don't remember. He was just yelling. He didn't say anything as cool as yelling organs at them, which is kind of dope, and I wish would have made the cut.
1: Okay, okay. Okay, that no. was a tinder noise. You want to see hey. what he matched with Zach? Yes. Let's find out. Oh, this is so exciting. Stupid face ID. Um... Okay, can I get a drum roll, Zach?
0: I'm far away from the actual drum set, so I'm. I with
1: matched with Leah. Oh, she's pretty. She goes to New York. No, she went to New York University. She's twenty-three.
0: Ooh, an older woman.
1: I mean, I'm twenty-one. It's not that big a deal. <laughs>
0: I've just given you a hard time.
1: Okay, okay. I'll talk to her later. I'll update y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to know what's going on with Leah. This this mature New York woman.
1: I'll, I'll let you know next time we film this. Record this, rather.
0: Perfect. Uh, let's see. <laughs> where, where, oh, yeah. So, Kick shows up, and he's dressed like a JRPG boss. Yeah. Like, he could be in a Final Fantasy 6 through 8, and then 10 through every other final fantasy
1: i feel like you know more about final fantasy than i do actually
0: i played a few finals finals fantasy
1: no, i know that that's this... a bad thing
0: it's a fun little jrpg adventure where you get to be a sword boy
1: what's the sword boy's name again
0: um in seven it's cloud uh he's the main sword boy that you will know he's the blonde one Uh, if you're, if you're a Kingdom Hearts person, he had the wing and he lived in Hercules' house. Uh, anyway. Yeah, Cloud, Cloud's, Cloud is essentially Shatterstar, actually. Is he a soft boy? He's, he's depicted as a very, very emo boy. Uh, he's, he's a hot topic kid. Oh.
1: Okay. Okay. So, um. They go back to the guy. Yes. Kit. Yeah, And Kit. he's like, and he's fighting them and he's shouting. And then Hisako is like, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. So she generates her super duper armor form, which if you've never seen it before, it's kind of like, it's kind of like she's in an Evangelion or another mecha suit, but it's all red and see-through.
0: Yeah. uh, Her powers look dope as hell in this. They do. They do. They are so good. She has such a good power set. It's visually distinctive. It's fun to draw. It's great for fight scenes. It's like, she's got a good one here. And she uses it to great effect because she armors up. She protects Emma uh, from getting murdered. And then she super punches Kick so that he gets blown up.
1: It's amazing. And even Logan is impressed, which, you know, man does not dispense praise that easily i would imagine
0: he does not he's a real uh 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 i don't know what the japanese anime like mean boy trope is bishonen or something
1: bishonen just means you're really pretty and sparkly um
0: well okay i don't think he's a bishonen then
1: yeah i think the most bishonen so far is cyclops and even that's a stretch it but is. um, I'll I'll look boy. it up and report back to you.
0: I don't know whatever whatever mean kid from Naruto I think is. <laughs> I don't know anything about Naruto. Wait, when Vegeta. I, that's I'm that's a guy. Just
1: Naruto, by the way.
0: Vegeta, what's Vegeta? Vegeta's the mean one, right? Sort of. Yeah, Wolverine's Vegeta, guys. I think so.
1: <laughs> he's Vegeta. He's um god i'm blanking on mean boy naruto's name he's uh, mean naruto
0: yeah i don't know i didn't watch the naruto uh any, anyway kick gets super punched uh but then the b- downside is armor being young can't control her powers which is vague in what that means in this specific context because her power is just having a supersuit.
1: Yeah, no, but I, I was actually kind of refreshed by that because like they always say like oh we need to train the kids or else they won't know how to use their powers and they'll hurt themselves. But you never actually see them unless they're like a telepath, not not knowing how to use their powers. Like I feel like Cyclops, if his power is just like wear the glasses and shoot eye beams, like that's pretty self explanatory.
0: Yeah, her freakout reminded me of one of the two animes I've seen. The only other anime besides this one. Uh, oh and that was neon genesis evangelion
1: uh, oh yes
0: where what a, there's what a, a lot of anime kids yelling about how much they can't take this
1: i mean it's a lot can you blame them
0: no that that show was kind of messed up uh and kind of? I, it was pretty messed up there was good messed up is fights. half
1: the fun come on
0: look i wasn't a huge fan that <sighs>
1: I, you know, I, Evangelion I, fans, sign off. Tell Zach why he's wrong.
0: Yeah. Hey, also, guys, if if I want to get Evangelion fans really mad at me, I thought both endings sucked. I thought the, I thought the actual series ending sucked, and I was mad at it, and I thought the end of Evangelion sucked, too. I thought the robot fight was neat. So there...
1: In the entrance of um, of keeping us from fighting, I'm going to offer an olive branch and talk about what happens next, which is that Emma, well, it's interesting because Cyclops starts trying to do what he did with Jean because he has like the whole flashback thing. And then he just yells at her to control herself and she doesn't really respond that well to it, which, you know, makes sense. He doesn't know her. But then and I did like this. Um, Emma and I don't know why I did not do this sooner. Telepathically communicates with Hisako is like, listen, you're okay. I believe in you. You can do this, and it's a good, sweet moment.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the best part of the episode because you get you get a couple of beats. You get the Scott beat, and this is the first time we see Scott like be scott summer's leader of the x-men cool under pressure and like Mm. just doing his best to help somebody yeah even though he fails which i think is a very interesting like dynamic here like he he screws it up but he tried dang it and that's a big step for him right now
1: yeah because right now he just doesn't want to do anything except for be sad
0: yeah and now he's like well If I'm sad all the time, this little kid's going to be in trouble, and she seems nice, and she's got a cool robot armor.
1: But then Emma comes
0: in, Emma comes in, and she, like, says, look, I've got this. I like Hisako. She's my friend. I will take care of her. And she does, and it works out. And Hisako, like, controls it herself, and it's a really good moment. And it makes me excited that the rest of the series we get Hisako and Emma because we needed characters that I cared about.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm honestly still kind of bummed that we're never probably gonna see that talking cephalopod again.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think Mr. Cephalopod shows up anymore. I,
1: I was rooting for Mr. Cephalopod. Okay,
0: Look, wanted Mr. I be-
1: cephalopod to argue with Wolverine about some something inane.
0: I I will say I know they're in Japan for most of the rest of the series. I don't remember if Mr. Cephalopod I don't remember if Mr. Cephalopod makes an appearance in the last episode or not. We will have to see.
1: My fingers are crossed.
0: Oh man, please Warren Ellis please do this for us. Uh Anyway, after all this they decide that uh hey, Emma probably didn't kill Jean, right? And they're like, yeah, probably not.
1: And then Cyclops like well, you know, she could have actually just. She's a telepath, so she might have just implanted this whole scenario in our heads and made us trust her, which, on the one hand, is kind of a jerk move. On the other hand, I kind of like the, um, the Descartes aspect.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's interesting uh, how that plays out, and kind of you know we think this first you know first series arc is all wrapping up because Cyclops and the X Men get all the kids who were kidnapped, rescue them, get them to emergency services. But oh no, guess who shows up right here at the end? A guy. It's kick. He oh, really? Cause I
1: thought, way. cause in the, um, cause in the, cause in the end of it, it said it was a guy named Todd. I was like, who is Todd? But it did look like kick. So maybe it is just kick.
0: Yeah, it was definitely kick. Uh, in the english he had the same voice actor and he looks like him only changed uh anyway he does this kind of like suicide attack on emma frost
1: no he does it on hisako yeah hisako and then emma jumps in front of hisako like no you don't
0: and then it's the end of the episode so emma emma's dead now which is kind of a disappointment
1: no i don't think she's dead i think it's gonna be her diamond form if I had yeah, to guess, I, I
0: know, I know. That's oh, Louis, that's oh. exactly what happens. That's what, that's that's how the next episode opens up. I was building up dramatic irony, uh, for for <laughs> the break. So people who aren't watching this ahead with us on Crackle, uh, had well, a cliffhanger. You, you
1: kind of said earlier that you knew that Hezekiah and and Emma were going to be with us for the rest of the series. So
0: look, don't argue logic with me,
1: Sweet. Yeah, sure.
0: Yes, yes, sweetie. That's what I said. That's what I said in my (laughs) condescending tone, Luz. Uh, But no, uh, so I I honestly think this was the best episode of the anime so far, and it is the first one that makes me excited to see, oh, where does this thing go from here?
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: So, Luz, what do you think the most anime moment of this episode was?
1: I honestly think it was that opening where they're being super angsty about whether or not to kill Emma, just because they were making all those anime friends (laughs) you know
0: yeah that's that one's pretty good uh i'd say the most x-men moment would be the part where cyclops actually tries yeah it filled my heart with joy actually no it's seeing it's seeing armor super super robot punch uh kick that was very good and i liked it
1: it was very Uh, good
0: she's so cool in this one uh and it's it's a weird thing. Now there's a lot coming. In fact, you were you were mentioning before we recorded that you uh decided to sit through the end credits and saw some weird stuff.
1: Yeah, no, I saw like I think like you know, like you have the you have these images and it kinda of scrolls through and at first you see like you see like um Magneto and I'm like, Okay, that's a classic X Men film, gotta have Magneto And then you see Mystique and I'm like, Oh, well, okay, bit of a deeper cut. Then you see strife, and I'm like, "Wait a second! Are they gonna have to explain Cable?"
0: Like we'll we'll see what happens next. I'm not gonna make any promises about who shows up where.
1: Okay, but if they have to explain who Cable is, I'm gonna be very happy.
0: I've tried to explain Cable so many times. (laughs) He is a conundrum, and I love him. Uh, But we'll have to wait till next week to see what happens with that. Uh, I'd say if you want to see more, you can uh, go over to XavierFiles.com. That's where this episode's hosted. That's where you get all the latest and greatest in X-Men news, media, and other other absolute garbage X-Men stuff that we discuss. Uh, And Xavier Files on Twitter. Uh, Luz, what's up with you? Where can folks find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, at LuzBianca417. You can match with me on Tinder if you're a lesbian within the ages of... (laughs) 19 and 25 in the New York City metro area. <laughs> <laughs> or a bisexual woman, I'm sorry, I don't discriminate.
0: Thank you. I, 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 I'm. I'm... <laughs> Look, hopefully it won't matter because this whole match with Leah is going to work out well and she's not going to be a robot. Uh, so hopefully you got that going for you. Hopefully. I grew up in an age before the Tinder, so I've never had to uh, experience it. It sounds like a trip. Uh, But you know what, guys? Until then, sayonara. See ya.